0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the SkyTap podcast. My name is Noel Wurst. I am SkyTap's content marketing manager and the host of this podcast. Thank you for joining us again for another episode. And for those of you who may be joining us for the first time, this show is a vendor-neutral kind of thought leadership style show uh, around all kinds of topics, uh, oftentimes around DevOps uh, IT operations, or software development, or software testing, anything things like that, uh, as well as virtual training, which we also get into a bit as well. Uh, but for this week, we are going to feature a conversation that we had with Tanya Kravtsov, who is over at audible.com. Uh, we got to interview Tanya while at the last, let's see, Star East conference earlier this year. And Tanya kind of told her story about the different devops transformations that she's been involved in over the years at a couple of different companies and one of the uh questions that i like asking people who have been there on the um on the ground on the front lines if you will for transformations like that is finding out who drove that transformation or that devops initiative whatever you want to call it was it you know a business decision that came down from certain executives? Was it IT operations or developers who, you know, had to find a way to work closer together, things like that? Um, But in Tanya's case, uh, it's been QA leading that transformation, which I think is a really cool story because, you know, a couple of years ago, there were people in QA kind of asking, hey, where do we fit into, you know, DevOps and skip ahead to today? And you've got some organizations where the, you know, the, the testers, the QA Organizations are the ones being responsible for starting DevOps there, um, which again I think is a great story to tell. And Tanya's got some interesting remarks around that, so we're going to dive right in. Thank you again for joining us. Well, I'll hop back in. I'll hop back on again at the end of the conversation uh, to kind of tidy things up a little bit. But thanks again for joining us, and I hope you enjoy the episode. So, uh, who uh, was responsible for initiating, you know, a move to DevOps at, you know, Audible or even the places you worked beforehand? And kind of what was the original reception to that person or that department's idea?
1: Uh, sure. So, some of the examples that stand out. Uh, so, the company I worked at, where which was the first place where we built out DevOps. So, the company was producing a data integration product, mm-hmm. and their test cycle was taking very, very long. Uh, So there were a small group of engineers, actually like three people, uh, which uh, really believed in uh, process improvements. So while most developers wanted to development, there were a couple of people that actually want to do Hmm. development that will make developers' uh, life easier. Uh, So I started working with them. So I was uh, uh, working as a QA manager there, but I quickly realized that doing testing without having uh, things like build automation and environment automation in place mm-hmm. is really going to impact us. Uh, so start working with those guys and together we drove uh, DevOps practices. Uh, we were able to get the upper management buy-in mm-hmm. when they started seeing uh, differences in the process. Like one thing with DevOps is there are some things you can do very quickly mm-hmm. and it will produce like a major effect yeah. like creating a small script that will collect test results from 30 different machines right. which used to take uh, hours for one person and now it takes like seconds will really get managers to invest into yeah. these DevOps practices.
0: That's part of what you were saying earlier about um, you know automating the things you don't want to do. It's not taking away your, the favorite parts of a tester's job or a developer's job. It's automating the things that kept them from doing the things they really actually enjoy the most. Exactly. Um, So we did an interview with Gene Kim last year. I know you brought up the Phoenix Project. Skytap's a a huge fan. That that book was uh, issued as required reading for multiple departments there. Um, We were just huge fans of it and when I I asked him for his definition, because I knew he would have a really good one, he he just said that he tells people that DevOps is about the outcomes and that because if you try and describe what it is and how to do it, it's it's not all done the same way uh, everywhere. There are different approaches to it. I mean, mm-hmm. it is about automating a lot of, of what we just talked about, but that it's about the outcomes. And, and you mentioned that the outcome for you is is having code that's ready to go to production as, as quickly as possible.
1: Uh, so I mentioned that as, as one of the possible mm-hmm. outcomes, I don't think it's the ultimate outcome. Okay. It's uh, the fact that the quality code right. should go into production. Uh, and, of course, if you have code ready and you tested it and it's good to go you mm-hmm. want to put it in production as right. soon as possible and this is where these practices come in like they allow uh developers to get the feedback on whether their code is good or not as mm. as soon as possible uh, i've seen developers get really frustrated and even like leave companies because they never saw the products of their work mm. Right, like they basically developed a feature, and then it went into this long testing cycle. Right, and uh, then it went into the UAT cycle. So by the time the feature ends up in production, developer is no longer working on it. Right. Uh, So to really, you know, have developers satisfied with their work and testers as well, like you do want to see the end result, Mm -hmm. right? You want to see that product go into prod. Right. So I think that's one of the great things that DevOps allows you to do is put, you know, put. The features through this whole delivery process as fast as possible, but while instilling all of those uh, quality gates right. along the way
0: yeah, and it's shorter releases, too so it's you know it's not like you're having to wait you know a company that maybe did a twelve or eighteen month release there right. it's these quicker and quicker releases where they're able to see that stuff a lot faster yep that's great um so you said something earlier in your session also and you described how you know, automation—you uh, know—automates those things that you don't want to do, so that there's more time to do what you can. I know for testers, you know, a lot of testers really enjoy that exploratory—you know—manual right. testing. What are yeah. some of the other things, maybe even just besides writing code, that developers can do, um, or or testers, if there's other benefits um, by having that extra time? Like, what can they do with time they never had before?
1: Right. So, so as far as uh, testers, so I don't think anybody really is gonna suffer from not having something to do right Right, because from what i've seen at this point is that testers are so boggled down with like running regression testing mm-hmm. and uh, writing scripts for new uh for new feature testing is that they really never get through all of the tests that should be run right so one thing that it will allow is actually go through all the tests that you have mm-hmm. right and that's actually i think one of the biggest things we need to do because if you're not testing everything mm-hmm. uh, then we're not really we can't be 100 percent confident the product works right and uh that might uh not go along with what i mentioned before that sometimes you have to pick and choose and mm-hmm. you do like so unless you've got to that point where you're able to run everything mm-hmm. you know you do have to be selective right, right. because you don't want to run your like thousands of tests and have to stop in the middle and never execute the other right. version it's better that you choose the tests that are most critical to your release mm-hmm. but some of the things that uh, you get time for is actually look outside of your org Mm-hmm. and that was part of my talk right you should take a step uh, back mm-hmm. and look at the whole process right. so as soon as testers get the time or developers get the time mm-hmm. it gives them an ability to start talking to people outside of the organization mm-hmm. seeing where like where they can help to improve processes, so right. testers can start working with developers to help them do unit testing better, mm-hmm. or developers can actually sit down with testers and help them, like write a script for some of their manual mm-hmm. process, things like that.
0: Yeah, and operations ends up getting more time too, because operations isn't spending time, uh, you know, building these environments, you know, these hardware, you know, provisioning, uh, provisioning demands and requests. They're they're free to, you know, to work with other lines of business as well.
1: Yeah, this this is basically what allows you. People to become innovative right yeah. there are a lot of process improvements things that can happen and they don't because everybody is stuck with their day-to-day mm-hmm. tasks yeah. and being able to automate those manual tasks we actually let people think outside of the box and come up with some creative ways of doing things
0: yeah. so you mentioned too the the dreaded um, it works on my machine response from a developer who gets handed a who gets handed a bug and how testers may even be able to maybe pinpoint. Uh, Where exactly that bug was found um, and maybe even a way to resolve it so that it can be resolved faster So that the build is not delayed any longer than Mm -hmm. it has to be what are some of the ways that a tester can? Not just send over the bug report that they used to what are some some new ways? I guess to uh, to give developers a lot more to work with
1: sure so some of the things that uh, I've seen work very well uh, in the past is uh, automating the results analysis Mm -hmm. Right, So, as a result of your test, uh, you get the report which you can actually parse through before mm-hmm. you send it to developers, right? So, being able to uh, find all issues that uh, failed like on the same machine, Mm -hmm. right? So providing developers uh, insight into where things failed, or maybe if like many tests failed with the same error message, Mm -hmm. like you can actually provide the analysis that all those issues might be related. Uh, Also, another thing you can do actually at the runtime of the test is if something fails, not just log the failure, but you can dig deeper mm-hmm. maybe like go into the log file and capture what the log file okay. says at that point so your bug might not just say user could not log in right. but it, took, it took, actually give you the message that your web service sent mm-hmm. as a result because you were able to read that from the log file okay. so things like that can make root cause analysis a lot faster mm-hmm. and sometimes can actually just have developer like fix it instead of spending time analyzing it. right
0: so last question, I, I know that DevOps is, is similar to Agile and that you're never just, you know, at DevOps, you're, you're good, you don't need to work any harder. Like, I was curious as to where your, uh, you and your teams are currently at, is, um, is it scaling DevOps, is it um, finding even more things you can automate, is it getting to production faster than you even currently do, what are your, your current um, goals now that you've started it and it's in place, where are you hoping to take it from here?
1: Uh, so currently at Audible, there are a lot of things which uh, are already in place. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's an Amazon subsidiary, mm-hmm. so they're taking advantage of a lot of tools that yeah. uh, Amazon is using. So there is definitely continuous delivery uh, already happening. Mm. Uh, however, as I mentioned, you know we are building this new key work to make mm. sure that the, the product quality is even higher mm-hmm. right so the idea is that we're going to have a team that's going to represent the customer be the voice of the customer mm-hmm. uh, so making sure that every feature that uh, goes into prod uh, you know is that has the proper user experience right. so as i mentioned uh, you know being able to do devops but also instill those like quality gates in it mm-hmm. so this is uh, our primary goal right now so continuous delivery might already be there mm-hmm. but now actually Putting quality into that, right? And yeah. I mentioned before, like uh, the name I chose for my meetup was DevOps QA, yeah. right? So there is DevOps, but there is no QA in it. Yeah. So basically, the purpose, uh, you know, of what I do right now uh, at Audible and what I helped to do in the previous companies mm. uh, is like put QA in right. into DevOps.
0: Great. Thank you so much again for joining us for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Tanya Kravtsov. One area that she got into that I really enjoyed a lot was talking about that the time that DevOps and automation uh, can free up for organizations uh, really allows departments to start collaborating with other departments entirely. It's not just testers working more closely with other testers or developers just with IT but testers can start working with these other organiz- these other departments as well. And the collaboration that can come from that is just incredible sometimes. So if you want to check out other episodes of the SkyTap podcast, you can do that very easily by subscribing to the show, which you can now do through iTunes, or you can still find new episodes on our SoundCloud page or here on the SkyTap blog. Uh, you can subscribe to the blog as well, where by doing so, you'll find out about all kinds of things going on here at SkyTap, different events that we are either hosting or will be appearing at, and other exciting announcements that we've got for you as well. So definitely stick around. You can follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn, Facebook, all of those places, and we hope to see you again on future episodes. Thanks so much for joining us, and have a great rest of the week.